recorded live. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Joey Eagles here for another great show of the author's nook. Gotta love it. This is our third installment right here of the author's nook on the author's nook channel right here on talk show, ladies and gentlemen. Really exciting stuff as we move forward with this great channel. You know, we have a lot of great shows coming up for you. You know, uh, today's show, and then uh, we have on the 26th, we got another great show coming up with Rashonda Simone. Uh, she'll be here uh, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, a late show, but yeah, it's going to be a good show nonetheless. So come on in, take a listen. Uh, in March, we're going to have eight shows, you know, for everybody to listen to. And come on down and really enjoy. I'm telling you, this is going to be great. I'm, oh, man, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. You know, I really uh, love doing what I do on the Internet. Um, you know, I, I'm just in awe, you know, of how many people actually, you know, follow this great station. And I want to thank all of you, really, for uh, joining in and, you know, uh, you know, following this great station wherever we are. You know, either on Blog Talk Radio or Talk Shoe or Podomatic or any other uh, great network that we're on. You know, it's great that you follow me. I'm telling you, you know, it's going to be great, uh, you know, moving forward. You know, we're going to have all the great uh, satellite channels for everybody to listen to. You know, we have the uh, Health and Wellness Channel right here on Talk Shoe. And we got the uh, great Paranormal Channel that's going to be on uh, Podomatic. Yeah, so check us out on Podomatic starting next month with all our paranormal shows. I'm telling you. You know, right here, we bring on great authors. I'm telling you. I, I, you know, I get really excited. I, you know, because why not get excited, you know, when it, when it comes to talking about authors? You know, I mean, it's, it's time for authors to have a channel like this. It's time for authors to be heard and known you know, um, and, you know, who knows, you know, they, they might become bestsellers off of this show, you know, who knows, who knows, ladies and gentlemen, as we move forward with this channel, what could possibly happen to the authors of the world, I'm telling you, it's not just America, we're going to have authors of the world on here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, so, you know, really exciting stuff as we move forward, like I said, um, I want to introduce, our guest today, Kristen Oud, she's here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to talk about her two books uh, that are out there, uh, Faded Capture and Faded Release. Sounds like a little um, a group of books there, you know, which should be interesting to talk about. So I'm really excited to talk about that. She's going to start off with a little bio on herself. So we're going to introduce her right now. Hello, Kristen. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, my goodness. The one thing I hate talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. I Today is actually my one-year anniversary. Can you believe that? Wow. I have, um, yeah. One year I met my husband. Um, we live together here in Alabama. I know you're in New York, right? Yes, I'm um, in New York. 
together we have our um we have seven children and that's about it. I stay home and try to write and keep the house in order and keep the children sane and keep myself sane and I just you know, it's it's a job in itself. <laughs> well, talking talking about a huge family right there. I'm telling you, you got a lot yeah, you got a lot to contend with and and then you're writing books. So that's really interesting. How do you actually uh have time in your day to have time for yourself? Well, luckily, um they go to school <laughs> every day. Uh so seven about seven to three thirty is my free time and and I kind of have my own little schedule, you know, where I get up in the morning and have to do what I have to do at the house. And then I've got my writing time and then my me time if I need any. But really, my writing time is my me time, so I don't need much. Awesome. And then when they get awesome. they get home in the evenings, that's that's mommy and mommy time for them, you know. So. Yeah, of course, of course. That's awesome, though. That's great, uh, you know, to actually have you know, balance that time. I love I love to see writers, you know, balance their time. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's talk about these books, huh? We got two books that you gave me for the uh for the invite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh it sounds like uh it's it's like a uh is it like a trilogy coming up or uh, what's happening with that? Actually four books. So four books. it's a, a series, not really a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, Faded Capture was released in January, and Faded Release is the second book in the, in the series, and it's releasing in March. Okay. And then following that, we'll have two more that come into play in May and in July. Awesome. Awesome. So let's go into your genre. What what genres do you like to write about? What are these two books, you know, basically that essence of? What genre? Whenever someone asks me that question, I, ha- I always have a difficult time putting them in a category, but I guess if I have to, I would say they're paranormal romance, um, but not erotica. And I, they're, they're YA. They're young adult or, um, you know, college age mm-hmm. appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's nothing... There's nothing inappropriate in it. My 11-year-old has read it, and so I would definitely recommend it for for any children as well as adults. Mhm. Mhm. Awesome. Awesome. So, is this considered a a, a so-called like a fiction book? Do you have characters in this book, uh, so on and so forth? That you know you move forward with various characters. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I, they're all completely fictional. Everything about them is fictional. All the way, I mean, from the characters themselves to the places that they have been, to the places they are going, to the things that are happening to them is, is completely fictional. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my favorite question to ask, my really favorite question to ask an author, especially of a fiction book, is actually to get into your head and see what character is more like you. <laughs> so what character do you feel in your books that more like you? I definitely feel more connected to Triss, who we see a little bit of in Faded Capture. She is Arsena's best friend. 
Um, but she really comes into play in book two, Faded Release. Um, she's snarky, she's sarcastic, she's a smart mouth, and she just says exactly what she's thinking, when she's thinking it. But she's really kind and sweet and loving also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, cool, cool, very cool. Um, <clears throat> so it sounds like you you really enjoy writing so when it comes down to it were you destined to be a writer Mm, I don't think any of us ever truly know their destiny I like to believe that this is the path that I'm supposed to be on at this moment in time Mm and 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 I'm loving this path I'm truly loving it if this is what I end up doing for the rest of my life I will be happy with it um, from a very young age, I always loved creating stories. Um, my father has several books that I wrote, even as young as like kindergarten and first grade, when we used to write books in school. And he saved them all, and they're quite hilarious now. But um, it's always something I've wanted to do. I never, never dreamed of being published. Never um, thought it would happen. Mm-hmm. But very, very ecstatic that it did. Gotcha, gotcha. Really exciting. All right. So, you know, moving right along, I want to talk about uh, the the covers of these great books and how the covers correspond, you know, with what you're writing about, per se. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about the covers? I mean, they're, they're beautiful art work covers. I mean, I'm looking at the covers right now, you know, and, uh, you know, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the covers? Did you create the covers, or did somebody else create the covers? I created both of them, um, and I chose to do it that way because I felt like I knew exactly what I wanted the the potential readers to feel when they saw these covers, and what I wanted to portray the book as. And I didn't think that if I were to ask someone else to make it, they would be able to get in my head enough to understand what I wanted done. Mm-hmm. Um, Beta Capture, uh, if you look at it, it, it's actually a photo of Arsena, um, and she's facing, looking out like a window type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you, you can't see her face, and I like it that way because I like to be able to not know exactly what she looks like. I like readers to be able to kind of form their own opinion of her mm-hmm. and and especially with it being the first book, maybe go ahead and get get their their minds wrapped around who they believe the characters are and what they look like. Um and it, it beta capture, it's it's like two two parts. It's it's so hard to describe for me, but there's a lot in the book about um he's captured in, inside of herself and inside of a mold that was created for her that she's supposed to live because she doesn't know the truth. And breaking out of that when she finds out the truth and then accepting her destiny and moving forward or choosing to move forward or choosing to ignore it completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, it just it, it kind of enabled the, it captured it for me. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it, yeah. So when it comes down to it, you know, in, in the 
internal portions of the book. I mean, you have to actually have, you know, a setting to your book, you know. So what is the actual setting and what made you pick that setting? Um, well, the setting was actually one of the last things that I put in the book. Um, it was one of the things that when I went back and read through it prior to sending it off to be edited or anyone else reading it, when I read it the first time, I thought to myself, well, where are they? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I had written an entire book but never put where they were at in in the book at all. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of go back and add this, and it was really just just what popped in my head at that moment. It was the first thing that, that came to me. Um, and I put them in a small town and um, a lo- low population and kind of just created their world around that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So how many characters do you actually have in the book? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of them. Are we talking living or deceased <laughs> or bad? Oh, both. Yeah, no, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. Okay. Um, let me get a count real quick. I know I have these things written down. We have Arsena, Triss, Elmery, Rain. And those are our four main female characters. Oh, and Rochelle, but she's slightly evil. Um, and then we have Lion, Hoss, Oren, Oz, and cash, and those are our five male characters. So ten, ten main characters. Okay, all right. Interesting, interesting. So how many characters are dead, and they come back to life? (laughs) (laughs) We we have one, and he is permanently dead, and I had just finished writing Faded Release, and we have three dead now in it as well. Um, but two potentially could um, could make a reappearance. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So we talked about, you know, I guess your favorite, you know, what, what character is more like you, but what mm-hmm. is your favorite character? What's your favorite character? Oh, the world is going to hate me, but my favorite character is is Rochelle. She okay. is my she is my my evil one. She's the the betrayer. She is the um she was best friends with the the main group here and then they find out that she's kind of gone rogue. Mm-hmm. Um but she she tries to make a difference and and she's just following her heart even if it is leading her in the right I mean the wrong direction. I gotcha. But I gotcha. but you don't you can't really you can't really tell her that you know you just gotta mm-hmm. follow her. <laughs> yep, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's get into I guess the logistics of writing a book. You know how hard was it to publish your first book? How many books first of all have you written? Um, I've written two, and I'm about halfway through with a third that I'm writing with my 16-year-old daughter. We kind of sat down together and came up with a storyline, and um, and I let her start it, and then I kind of picked up from where she she left off, and then I'll write some, and she'll kind of pick up, and 
And I know we're going to have to sit down together and go through it and nitpick it to death because there's two people writing, but I'm really, really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, yeah. So how hard was it to publish your two books? Let's talk about publishing right now. Well, I mean, I published um, through Amazon. You know, I did the, the indie style, and it wasn't hard at all. Um, I never tried to go the traditional route. I never emailed manuscripts and never contacted publishers. I knew once I finished the book that I was going to publish on Amazon and pray for the best. And it took, I mean, the the publishing process took maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So a week. Wow. So that sounds easy. That sounded easy compared to the other two authors that I had on that was more of a struggle. So, again, so a week. Tell me about the week. I mean, was it a struggle for you? Was it stressful? Well, for me, the the hardest part was waiting for the published date to hit. Um, I wrote the book. When the story came to me, um, the first book I wrote in less than three weeks. Mm-hmm. And once I got it done and edited, um, I went ahead and put it up on Amazon for pre-order prior to mm-hmm. the editing. Mm-hmm. And so I uploaded it on, I think, the 5th of January. And I set the publication date for the 22nd of January. Right. And so once I got it edited and I had all the covers done and I had everything lined up, I started promoting the crap out of it. And then it was the waiting game, and that's the part that killed me. Oh, was wow. like uh, of the first week after I got everything lined up and I was promoting, and I'm like, oh my goodness, can't I just press publish now? I want to press publish now. <laughs> but I had so much stuff already lined up for people who were posting and who were promoting it on the 22nd that I had to wait. Mm-hmm. And um, and then when that day came, it was it was awesome. It was everywhere, and I loved seeing it. So, I mean, you only published two two books, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. know what it is to uh, actually go through a publishing house, per se. You, you self-publish, obviously. Yeah. 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 So, uh, obviously, I mean, I feel that I would probably go the same route because I actually, my first book went through publishing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, won't, I think I would find it easier you know, to go self-publishing, you know, wise and, and so on and so forth. So going self-publishing wise, you have to create your own cover per se, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to create it yourself or you have to, you know, you pay someone else to create it for you. And there's so many people out there right now who are doing cover art for for indie authors and even the formatting and stuff like that for indie authors as well for really inexpensive rates. Um, it's it's a hundred times easier from what I've heard it being in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, oh man, I'm t- I got so many questions for you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so publishing wise again, I mean, uh, self publishing wise, you know, mm-hmm. there are many self publishing sites out there per se. Yeah. Um, so, which one did you choose and why? I chose Amazon um, to start. 
um, and through KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, I believe. Um, and the, only because that's where I buy all my books. That's where mm-hmm. I go. So, um, you know, I read on my Kindle or I read paperback. But if I'm reading on my Kindle, I I buy my books on Amazon. Um, And I feel like, you know, a lot of the rest of the world does too. So when I first decided to publish, that's the route I went. I learned what I needed to do to have everything formatted, to have everything ready, and, and got it handled. It was a very simple process. I mean, literally, they asked me for a little bit of personal information in the bank account, and I was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it went live on Amazon, I went ahead and took and started looking into Nook and Barnes & Noble and iBooks and the other venues that that carry ebook copies also, mm-hmm. and decided to go ahead and put it out there also. Um, the hardest part about that, getting in on several different different platforms is just keeping up with it all. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was so much easier to just keep up with Amazon, to just check sales on Amazon or, you know, ranking on Amazon and stuff like that. But I'm happy to to reach people who maybe don't read on Kindle, read on their iPhone instead, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, how hard is it to get on Kindle and uh, on the iPhone per se and, and on, these, uh, on the Nook? How hard is it to get on to those? Is it easy? Nook was about as simple as Amazon for me because um, everything that I had, the formatting and everything that I had for Amazon carried over to Nook. I didn't have to make any changes whatsoever. Um, iBooks was a pain for me because I have Windows on my computer and it would not let me download the um, the iBooks author download thing that you need to have in order to publish on iBooks mm-hmm. and um, so I ended up my daughter had to bring home her MacBook from school so that I could publish it that way uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and then of course create space so I could have the physical copy of the book and that was a little trickier than both but it um, it still isn't that bad either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool so that's great. I mean, like, you know, I would think, you know, that would be hard, too. You know, but, hey, it mm-hmm. sounds like everything is easy pickings. Sounds like everything is easy, you know. Uh, easy peasy, right? <laughs> oh, man. So that's great. That's great. That's good to know, you know, because I, I plan on, um, you know, self-publishing my, my next couple of books my, myself, mm-hmm. you know. I'll be doing uh, health books actually coming up next. Oh, okay. So yeah, so uh, should be interesting. I'm imaginative too. I mean, I could be creative <laughs> too, you know. But uh, you know, uh, I got to get more inspiration, I guess, to to be in that genre, you know, per se, you know, <laughs> you know. But uh, I'm more straightforward type of thing. So you know, the history book that I wrote, you know, and now the, uh, you know, the the. Um, uh, the health books that I'm going to write, you know, more straightforward, more fact, you know, per se, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm more of that type of a person, you know, per se. But right. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say that I wouldn't jump into a creative type of writing. You know, I, I've um, I've written creatively before in school, you know, so I would love to, uh, you know, jump into that maybe one day. We'll see when I have time. If there's a little <laughs> bit of ounce of time in my day, you know, to actually do it, 
Uh, we'll do it. You know, but for right now, I'm really enjoying doing my radio show. So I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, really exciting stuff as we move forward here. You know, so uh, let's talk about, um, I guess, you as a person and how, you know, you wrote your books, per se, and the plot and everything like that. You know, would okay. you say, would you say that you personally are in that book? You know, I mean, like, besides the character that we spoke about before, your Ooh. life is the book or no? Ooh, um, no. Not not really my life, really. Um, now, the the love uh, the love story can definitely relate to mine. Um, like I said, today being my one year anniversary, when we met, we fell in love quick, and it's been it's been beautiful since then. Um, so, for the the love story aspect of it, definitely, I definitely pulled a lot of that from how how I was. It's hard to write about something if you're not feeling it, and um, and during my writing process, I was definitely feeling the love, so it was easy to convey that into into words. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So. Your creativity and your imagination obviously went into this book to to create your characters, you know. So each character has to have its own personality, right? So, yes. you know, how did you create ten characters? You know, um, I sat down, and as strange as this may sound, I just I sat down and I started writing, and I had a general idea. I, I knew what I wanted to write about, um, and it is not even about what I wanted to write about anymore. Because once I sat down and started writing, it was it was no longer that that little paragraph of an idea. Um, but I had no names picked out. I had no uh, no characteristics for the people in the book yet. I just started writing, mm-hmm. and for the first few chapters I just had question marks in there because it was like question mark is talking to question mark (laughs) and then slowly like a name would pop in my head and I'd be like that's it that fits that's perfect Mm -hmm. and each character just kind of came out um on their own I mean Arsima is just she's she's lonely she's unhappy she feels like part of her is different and missing and she's not real sure why and she doesn't know what to do about it and that that was just her from the beginning and then Trist from the very beginning as soon as she I mean the the first time we see her character um, she's like listening to a radio as loud as it will go singing along bouncing up and down and she's just happy and hyper and that's just who she was mm-hmm. and still is and so mm-hmm. each of them, each of them was were just, they just came. I I don't know how else to describe it. Mhm. Interesting. I mean, there has to be a little part of you in each one of these characters. Yeah, I think otherwise, so. otherwise, you know, it's really hard to actually be creative with a character. So there has to be a little ounce of you, you know, within <laughs> each of these characters. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, so yeah. that that's great. I mean, that's awesome. So. You know, so talking about Amazon now, talking about Amazon, you know, I'm on Amazon, 
you know, uh-huh. and I got two really bad reviews, you know, per se, you know, but they were attacking me not even on the content of the book. They were mm-hmm. attacking me on the on politics, per se, you know, uh-huh. and, and it was making it more of a political book than, than a history book, you know. But meanwhile, right. I'm trying to teach people, you know, a little bit about the Roman Empire and a little bit about the American Empire, and seeing the differences and the similarities between the two. So there really was no politics really involved, per se, in that book. You know, so to get attacked like that, you know, was kind of like, you know, why are you attacking me based on politics? If you're going to attack me, attack me on the content of the book. You know, know, and that's my big thing. You know, I mean, for for fiction authors, it's a little bit different, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know. You don't get really attacked based on politics. I I, I don't think. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that. <laughs> you know, so you know, in my case, you know, it was just like it looked like it was more a political argument than a content of the book argument. So uh-huh. my question is, have you ever received a negative review, and how do you handle negative reviews? Um, so far, uh, I haven't received any. Um. I don't I don't have any negative reviews. Um each review I have has been positive and each one of them has given me insight into what that reader thought and felt at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um and I was able to take something from each review regardless of the fact that they were four or five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Um now I I I have personally talked to several people who have been attacked like you're saying and I'm expecting it because I know that the bigger the book gets and the more people who who buy it and read it, then the bigger my chance of being attacked is. And I'm expecting it. I'm ready for it. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I just hope that I don't, you know, curl up in a ball and crawl when it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, it, it's, you know, again, you know, when it comes down to it, everybody has their opinion. You know, not everybody's going to like your book. You know, sad to say, but not, you know, not everybody's going to like it. You know, and uh, and when they come out of the woodwork, they all come out of the woodwork. You know, and and I feel that (laughs) these two people were part of the same woodwork. You know what I'm saying to me? Part of the same woodwork. They both came out basically around the same time. You know, so, I mean, when they come out, they come out like together, like as a pack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just get ready for that, you know. But, you know, I guess you have to look at it objectively and hope, you know, that uh, the review is something to do with your book rather than, you know, per se, a political stance or, you know, a character stance or whatever. You want right. to know. You want to know the content of your book so you maybe you can fix the next book or you can go back and fix that book or whatever it is, you know. Yeah to make the customer happy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you want everybody to really like your book. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal. But not everybody is. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's the point. That's the, that's the, the point of the whole matter why I asked this question. You know, because I want to hear from the author how they deal with that. How they deal with negativity is, is really the, the, the answer you know, to the question, because me, I'm just a positive person. I try to be as positive as possible every day in my life, you know. So 
it's more or less, I really try to take it with a grain of salt, but when I look at somebody attacking me from my political stance, whereas I'm really apolitical, you know, I'm really not <laughs> too excited about what's going on in either party right now, you know, but, uh, you know, so on and so forth, uh, you know, has nothing to do with this show, you know, but again, it's more, more or less that, you know, why attack me on that, you know, when you could attack me on, you know, the content of my book. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. You know, so, I mean, like, I think reviews are very, very important to the author. What do you think about that? I definitely think so, and especially on Amazon, because with the way they work, the way Amazon operates, they promote your book for you, but it's based on your reviews. I mean, the more reviews you have, the more Amazon promotes you. And so the more you get promoted, the more people see you and the more books you sell and then the more reviews you get. So then the more you get promoted. <laughs> and it's kind of like a gigantic circle. But, um, yeah, they're definitely important, not only for for the sales aspect, but for the author, because without them, we can't learn what the reader wants and what we may be lacking or or what what we could do to make it better. And not just one negative person, but, I mean, you, I had a friend of mine, for example, who, who had a horrible review, and it was um, attacking the, their love story and how can you have love at first sight. It's a fictional book based on vampires. They're saying that the love was unbelievable, but you believe the vampires. I mean, how do you pick and choose, and how do you attack based on just one part of it, you know? That's true. Um, but That's true. Mm-hmm. so uh, it, it just it completely blew me away. I'm like, okay, so you don't believe in love, but you do believe in vampires and werewolves. Gotcha. <laughs> We're good now. No, because but, that's, that's, again, the underlying theme of the whole book. They're, they're mm-hmm. arguing. They're not arguing content. They're right. arguing underlying theme, which has nothing to do with the content <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. I think, um, you know, I just, when when those reviews start rolling in, and if I have one or two out of, you know, 50 or 60, and they're like, this book sucks, I hate it, don't read it, well, I'm just going to kind of pass right on over those reviews, you know, because I'm going to let the majority speak for me. Well, yeah, I think that's important. I, I think, I mean, do you have a, a, a base of people following you now? Uh, do you get, like, DMs from folks that read your books? I do, I do. And um, and it surprises me every single time my phone goes off, and I'll be like, who is that? And pick it up, <laughs> and it's someone I've never spoken to in my entire life. And they're like, oh, my God, when is book two coming? And um. <laughs> And I'll, like, I'll kick my husband, and I'll be like, read this. <laughs> you know, wake him up. I'm in the middle of his sleep. Aww. But, yeah, 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 it's awesome. I think that has to be the best feeling right there. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, do they leave reviews, uh, these people that DM you? Do they leave, uh, you know, good reviews for you, at least, on, on uh, Amazon? You know, I have found that um, a lot of them don't, uh, even, oh. if you, even if you ask or remind them to. Now, I've got just about every single one of them has gone and done the little four or five star click on Goodreads, but not on Amazon. Oh man. Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, like, you know, it's important to have a review, you know? So, 
That's weird. I mean, like, they would Today. DM you and say, whoa, what a book. I'm telling you, can't wait for the next one, and I don't leave a review. You know, right. You know, so it's like, I don't know what I did right, so you're not telling me what I did right in the book. You know, you know? Exactly. I mean, and maybe in the DM they said, oh, I love the book, yeah. But it, it's great if they could just go to the site and just type a little blurb on what they thought about your book. You know, there's nothing right. wrong. And plus, it'll boost you boost your rating up a little bit there, too, you know, on, on Amazon, you know. So, I mean, I guess push harder, push harder, you know. I mean, sometimes <laughs> these people need to, you know, get out there and they need a little push, you know, so on and so forth. Every once in a while on my wall, don't, don't forget to leave a review on my book on Amazon, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I leave little notes here and there, you know, so right. my followers and, you know, people that read my book, you know, uh, you know, leave a review, you know, and and the same thing with you. They don't leave a review, so it's like, come on now, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But um, you know, I get all these great DMs. You know, it's great to get a DM, but I want my rating boosted on uh, on, <laughs> on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? I need some boostage. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I uh, think a lot of people don't know that that's the way Amazon works. I think that they just they don't even know that. And maybe they don't even realize that we see the reviews or that we read the reviews or that we stalk Amazon like, you know, crazy waiting on another review. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe we need to tell people that. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> hey, everybody, I look up my reviews every day. And I see the same <laughs> six reviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway, um, so... I, you know, I find it really interesting, you know, always talking to the author, you know, about, you know, how they write, their writing styles, per se. You know, so let's talk a little bit about your writing style. You use a lot of um, descriptive words in there, uh, you know, in your book to, to, I guess, persuade the reader uh, that they're actually sitting in this little town with your characters. I mean, in when you're writing, I mean, I guess descriptive writing and adjectives, you know, are very important. Do you use that? I do. Um, and I do more in, in some parts than in others. And that was another thing that I had to look for and to adjust when I went back for my read-through was making sure that I didn't say, oh, that bus is purple, you know, but maybe I described the shade of it and how fast it was moving and the air that blew past my face when it drove by or, you know, just making it a scene rather than like a standstill photo kind of thing. Um, I wanted it to flow and and people to feel like they were there rather than just reading about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, you know, I'm telling you, there's just a lot of underlying themes, it seems like, you know, in your in your book, per se. So what do you feel that the underlying themes are in your book? Mm, tough question. There's so many of them. I mean, I feel like, truthfully, that my book is a book within a book. Um, there's so much going on without... And I don't say that like meaning that it should take away from anything, but we have them. We have a love story mm-hmm. on top of a another another paranormal uh, supernatural race of beings. Um, we have a girl who finds out 
you know, who she really is. We have like family issues here mm-hmm. with um, real family issues, you know, as far as like being given up when she was young and finding her biological father and the emotions that come with that. And um, I mean, there's just so much that's there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that underlying theme right there, have you ever had that in your life? Um, I had, uh, I was raised by my father. Actually, mm-hmm. my mother gave my brother and I both up. When I was about 18 months old, and I did not see her again until I was around 14, I think. So um, I was I was raised by him, and he did a great job. I love him to death for it. But um, I think that that was something that I was able to write about. Um, I was closer to that subject and the emotions that come with it mm-hmm. than I would have been had I not experienced it or at least experienced the the feelings of jealousy and the the emotions where you're like, well, why don't I have that? You know, where's my mom? Where's my dad? You know, yeah. why don't I have the picture perfect family like so and so does, and all of that. So there you go. That's why you have an underlying theme of that. Mm-hmm. And me myself, I got into your head just there. <laughs> you know, but I'm telling you. You know, I'm telling you, yeah, I mean, you know, that theme, you know, resonates with a lot of families out there, not just yours. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, it resonates with a lot of families out there. So, you know, you might be hitting, you know, maybe uh, people that have had that in their lives and, and they're really enjoying the book because that theme is in there. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You know, and it's great to actually hear good things about dads these days, you know, I mean, usually right. it's the moms, you know what I'm saying? You uh, know, and, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, that's great. I mean, like, I'm happy that you, your father stepped up like that. You know, I think that's great. I think that's awesome, you know, uh, you know, and, and took care of you, you know, and so on and so forth. I think that's great. And it's great that you added that theme into your book. I, I, you know, usually when the author has, you know, that happened in their lives, you actually sometimes see it in in the book, you know, or, right. you know, sometime resonating in the book somehow. And, uh, you know, I find I just find it interesting. You know, that's why I, I really, I guess I wanted to ask that question is because, you know, I felt that, you know, there was something else there. There was definitely something else there. So I wanted to get to that <laughs> something else. You know, uh, you know, so I, I'm happy, uh, you know, that your dad stepped up and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. You know, sometimes, you know, people have to step up and and uh, and and do things, you know, that they, they ordinarily would not do, you know. And uh, right. it's good, you know, to hear, you know, obviously positive stories about father you know, that actually, you know, stepped up because it's usually the father that runs away, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, it's, it's good to hear, you know, good stories about that. Um, and uh, I can't wait to read this book actually because of that, you know, I want to read, I want to read this book and I want to, uh, you know, delve into it and, uh, and check out these themes for myself. So uh, can't wait. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually uh, hit you up there on, uh, Amazon.com, 
and uh, yes, check, out, definitely. Check, check out this book, read it for myself, and then we'll have you on again, and we'll talk about it again. I think it'll yes. be <laughs> That'd be Actually, awesome. we'll talk Damn. about the third book. We'll talk about the third book when the third book comes out. So when is the third book coming out anyway? Oh, the third book. <laughs> um, let's see. Faded Release is coming in March and then May, June. In May, we've got The Haunting in Yankee Town, mm-hmm. which is not to do with the series. It's the one I'm working on with my daughter. And then in July, we've got the third book, which is titled Faded Illusions. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And as a plus for, you know, you and anyone else listening, right now, Faded Capture is free on Amazon until Friday. Oh, nice. So it's a no-lose situation for you right now to go snatch it up and leave a oh. review when you're done. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's free, I would leave a review in a heartbeat. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love this book. Thank you for giving it to me for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, that's the way it is for authors, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's very tough for authors out there, and sometimes they do have to give their books out for free, you know, before they actually put it out there for purchase, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, things are, you know, very tight out there for authors, and that's why I started this show, you know, to allow authors to come on and talk about their books and talk about their lives in in uh, you know in, in appropriation to their books, you know, and see mm-hmm. you know where the actual themes come in, you know, in the books and so on and so forth, and you know everything about the books. I I get right in there. I get right in there. I want you know, I want to know I want to know what's in that author's head, you know, and uh, that's what this show is all about. And I'm really excited to have this uh, you know WIRN Authors Nook channel right here on Talk Show. Um, and I personally am just, you know, ecstatic, you know, how many people come to this channel compared to how many people I have on my blog talk channel. I think we're bringing a lot of those people, you know, over to this great channel, you know, because, you know, we only had two shows here and boy, do we have huge attendance, you know, and, uh, you know, my following is following me all around. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know? (laughs) Uh, you know, and that's that's a great thing. That's a great thing. And obviously, you've got to thank the listener. You know, uh, as as the host, you got to thank the listener. So I'm going to thank my listeners right now. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And now I want to thank my guests for being here. Thank you so much for being here talking about your book today. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, we look forward to having you again maybe one time. That sounds great. I can't wait. Awesome. Awesome. Um... So, yeah, why don't you tell us uh, where we can find your books, where you can find you on the Internet, any websites you might have out there. Let us know. I am everywhere. If you want to find me, all you have to do, you can just type in my name on Google and everything that I'm involved in will pop up. I know I tried it earlier. Um, if you don't want to go that route, I'm on Facebook. as Kristen Ood. I'm on um Instagram, Twitter, TSU, Amazon. Um, you can find the books on Amazon, on Nook, on iBooks, on Smashwords, on uh, Lulu. I'm trying to think. I've got a list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you if you buy it, read it, love it, message me. Let me know. I mean, I love hearing from people. I love knowing how it made you feel. And I, I really, really enjoy interacting with my readers and fans. Awesome. 
Is it a great having fans? I think it's it awesome. Is. It is great. I have made some really good friends just in this in this indie book community, and I I love them to death. I wouldn't mind giving out an autograph or two. You know, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, I mean, like, I'm not all about fame and fortune and so on and so forth. I'm not all, I'm not that type of a guy. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, I love to have the followers. I love to have the listeners. I, I love all of this. I eat mm-hmm. it up. I'm telling you. You know, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I eat it up. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you an autograph if you want one. Sure. Definitely. You know? Right. And then you, you like have that moment right before you're supposed to sign something and you're like, Oh crap, what's my name? <laughs> you know, or at you least know what's I do. great you know what's great, you know, with me is I have most of my fan base on the internet. When I'm walking down the street like the average Joe that I am, literally Joe, you know, per se. Right. I'm walking down the street as the average Joe. Nobody knows who I am. You know, it, it, you know, <laughs> It's like, you know, I'm just like, you know, walking down the block, you know, and there's like four or five, six people that pass me. Nobody knows who I am, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm an Internet guy, you know. So if you're not in the Internet, you're not going to know who I am. You know, it's funny. It's funny because I just consider myself, oh, I'm just an average guy. That's all. I'm just right. an average guy, you know. But yet people look at me as an online celebrity. You know, because I have so many followers out there, you know. Right. I don't brag about that. You know, I'm ha- I'm proud of that. You know, it took years. took years to build this following. You know, so uh, I'm just proud of the fact that I stuck in there. Uh, I, I I tried to do my best, and, and that's the best you could do. And you should do the same thing with your books, you know. And I, I, that's great, you know. I think it's awesome. Definitely. Yeah, so again, thank you very much for being here, and we'll uh, now move forward uh, to our next show on the 26th with Rashonda Simone. Uh, She'll be here uh, 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, talking about her books. So let's get excited about that, and as we move forward, we thank Kristen again for being here, and we look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much again. Thank you. All right, this is Joe Giggle signing off here for another great show. And we'll talk to you next time on the 26th, 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be right here on the Authors Nook Channel, WIRN, right here on TalkShoe. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.